Hello, ghouls, and welcome to Brave the Basement. I'm your host, Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack Two. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanting to look at things from a different perspective, this is the show for you. Today's episode is sponsored by Ed's Barbershop. Ed's Barbershop is located at 210 Lane Street, North Judson, Indiana. So if you enjoy getting your hair cut from a hometown barber with that old-fashioned feel, dial 574-896-3344 and schedule your appointment today. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? Oh, man, I'm excited. Season 3, we're finally here, guys, and we... I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about today's episode. I'm right, right to you, Google Rules. So today's episode is all ghoul mail. All ghoul mail. But before we get into that, I had mentioned at uh, towards the end of season two that we were featured on an indie drop-in network and that there was a podcast called United States of Murder and they did an advertisement for the indie drop-in network and gave Brave the Basement a great shout-out and I have permission from the network and from the United States of Murder podcast to share this with you. So before we get into all the ghoul mail, I'm going to play this for you. Lock your doors, check under the bed, and turn on a nightlight because it's time for the scariest stories, history, and conversations ever heard. Each week on Scary Time Podcast, an independent creator tells us about the paranormal, ghosts, hauntings, creepy places, enchanted objects, and more. Best of all, if you like the creator, you can follow them for more great content, if you dare. Just to name a few, Scary Time features indie podcasts such as Noteville, Believing in the Bazaar, and The Brave Basement. And those names alone are definitely intriguing to me. Have you listened to any good episodes lately, Lacey? I have. In fact, I just listened to a two-parter by Brave the Basement called Grandma's House, where the host discusses all of the paranormal experiences he had at, you guessed it, his grandma's house. Why are grandma's houses They're creepy? They're always creepy. So his this house has a long history, and I'm not going to give you anything away, but it does involve a ghost resident named Mr. Sellers. We want you all to listen too, so check out the link in our show notes or search for Scary Time in your favorite podcast app. So there it was. So a big shout out once again to United States of Murder for their awesome advertisement that they did for the Indie Drop-In Network and for the awesome promotion they did for us within that advertisement. So we really appreciate it. Also, shout out to Mr. Sellers. Mr. Sellers going viral again, and I'm glad to see that he is getting the attention that he rightfully deserves. So today's episode, like I said, is all ghoul mail. And that's all we're going to do is ghoul mail because right after we finished recording the uh, last episode for season two, I got ghoul mail, I got ghoul mail voicemail, I got ghoul mail voicemail again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if content, you, that's right. So if you have uh, a ghost story you would like to share, you can email us at brave basement at gmail.com. You could type it out. You could record yourself telling the story, send it to us. We'll try to get it on the show. So this first one comes all the way from Connecticut. So this is from John in Connecticut and he writes saying, Hi there, Ghoul That Rules and Black One Jack 2. 
I love the show and the stories. My thoughts on paranormal stuff is best summed as Bigfoot isn't real. He's awesome. We see a lot of weird stuff, and it's good to hear what other weird stuff folks have seen. A story for the show. When I was a child, I went to home daycare. The woman running the daycare was wonderful and was like a bonus grandma to me and the other children. She was also a strong believer in the paranormal. Parents would comment that it was amazing that she never got sick with all the kids around. She attributed her health to the crystal she wears. Little skeptical me gave her the side eye. She liked to read weekly world news and let me look through it once when I was about eight years old. She saw my interest in the stories and told me about her very serious ghost experience. When she was 19, she woke up in the night and saw her boyfriend in the door of her room. When she asked him what he was doing there, he said, don't worry about me. I'll be okay. Goodbye. The next day, she got a call from his family. He was in a car accident the previous evening and died overnight in the hospital. It was a moving story, but I still gave her my side eye. She always told us about the ghost car that could be heard driving up the driveway. I thought that it was on the level of when she said, if you don't stop lollygagging, I'll hang you by your toenails. Too silly to take seriously. One summer day when I was old enough to have outgrown nap time, we were both reading in the living room and the younger kids were napping away on their cots. I heard the familiar sound of a car on the gravel driveway. The dog got up and went to the screen door, and I looked to see which parent was doing an early pickup. No car was there. I heard two car doors shut. The dog's head tracked like he was watching somebody walk to the door. Then the dog backed up, and his head tracked like somebody coming in. After the dog went back to his bed, my babysitter didn't even look up from her book and asked, Do you believe me about the ghost car now? I'm pretty sure that she was right about everything. And now something completely different. Last summer, I would exercise by riding a stationary bike in my garage at night. When I was done, I would stand out in the night breeze and marvel at the night sky. I saw, I saw a light that, flat, that was flashing between red and green. Thinking that it was an airplane, I watched it to check it out. It didn't move, and I noticed that the flashing was random. This was weird, and I watched it for a long time. When I gave up on it, I went in and Googled it. Turns out that it's a normal phenomenon for a bright star low in the sky in humid weather. But it looks really cool and worth looking out for. John in Connecticut. Thank you, John in Connecticut. For yeah, that. thanks, John in Connecticut. Uh, we really enjoy that. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the story where um, her boyfriend visited her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really creepy, really scary. And, and with the, like, she's, like, trying to get in touch with her boyfriend. And then she's like, no, nope, we, we, I'm good. And then that phone call the next morning, that's yeah, creepy. That he had already passed away. So really enjoyed that. Uh, our very last episode was Haunted Universities. And uh, the musical goal just could not help himself. He had to share one of his experiences because he is studying music in college. And he sent this in via voicemail. So let's check this out. This happened when I was in college. 
and it was a really funny day because I was in the basement of uh, one of the instruction buildings and I went to use the restroom. What's very odd about the construction of the building is that there's a large ramp that leads into the bathroom, which has kind of an open, the, the light shines underneath the door heading up the ramp. And so you get a good view of the bottom of the uh, door and the light that shines in. And so I was using the restroom and I was the only person in the building. It was the middle of the night and I was using the restroom. And as I used the restroom, the door behind me began to open and I just thought it was possibly maintenance in the basement area of the instruction building. And so I continued to do my business. But then something weird happened. I heard a stomping noise that was just behind the door as it began to open. And it sounded like large boots with weights in them just to hit the ground constantly. And I didn't turn around and I didn't look anything. And when the door swung open, someone marched into the restroom while I was using the urinal. And well, this is the crazy thing. They stomped right behind me and they stopped. And I was obviously freaked out, but I didn't turn around. I finished my business and I could almost feel them on my neck. I turned around and no one was there. So a big shout out uh, to the musical goal for sharing that story. You know, Blackjack, I really, really like this idea of people recording their own experience uh you know, like if you got a computer, you could just record it real quick or, or your cell phone, because when you hear it from the person that it happened to, it just gives it such, so much more depth than us just trying to read it. So uh, thanks again to the musical ghoul. And we have uh, two more to play for you. And it's from the same guy. Uh, he was so excited about participating that uh, he sent me two files, and one's about five minutes, and one's about 14 minutes. And this is from Julian in Canada. Julian in Canada. Yes. So we got some, we got some fans in our, uh, from our northern neighbors. Hello, northern neighbors. All right, so here is a couple of his experiences, and I'm just going to play them back to back. So here we go. Hey, hey, all right, so... As some background, I guess. Uh, my name is Julian. I'm 23 years old. I live in Canada. And this experience that I'm going to be talking about happened, I think I was around 16 or 17. Um, I was just coming home from my mom's. She lives about six and a half hours away up north. Uh, so I was coming back to my dad's house. It was pretty late. We got in at like... I'd say 11, 30, 12, like midnight, and uh, no one was home. My dad was working, and I'm pretty sure my stepmom was, I don't remember where she was. She was, like, at her friend's or something at a party. I don't know. Um, the thing is, no one was home, and I didn't really mind too much. Uh, I, I do get kind of anxious 
at night when I'm alone. Uh, it's something that kind of carried over from childhood, and it still sort of bugs me. Like, I still have to lock my doors at night uh, now, even though I, like, live alone. Um, but yeah, so... Anyway, I go... I go into my bed. I'm getting ready, you know, turn the lights off. I have the big... My big TV, it's like one of those really old, like, 300-pound TVs, the massive ones. I just have that on, like, YouTube through my Xbox, just, you know, background noise, get some light in the room, just so I don't feel completely alone in the darkness. And so, yeah, I just end up falling asleep pretty easily. I had my door locked, of course. Um, and, yeah, I don't... I was asleep for quite a while. I'd say, I don't remember exactly what time it was when I checked my phone, but probably like 3 or 4 in the morning when this happened, where I woke up um, sort of in a panic, and I couldn't really breathe. Like, it's it's like when, when people describe having sleep paralysis, where you kind of feel a weight on your chest and it's hard to breathe. Except I could move, and I knew that I wasn't paralyzed. Like, I could move around, I can look around. It was just, it was really hard to breathe. It was like there was a rock on my chest. So I was gasping for air. And I noticed that, I guess my Xbox had turned off, so my, my TV screen was just emitting, like, the no signal, like, the blue light, right? Uh, and it was making, like, this, like, the electronic buzzing noise. And so my room was just bathed in this, like, eerie blue light and I remember waking up startled gasping for air and looking up into like I think it was the top right corner of my room next to the door and I swear to god there was like this massive like shadow it wasn't an it wasn't an entity like it didn't look like a person or anything it just looked like fog like shadowed fog sort of making up like the top corner of my room it was really really weird and as soon as i saw it it sort of started like closing in into the into the corner into the ceiling and then it just like fully erased not erased but disappeared into the ceiling and I, for like a couple minutes i was just like blinking my eyes I was thinking like did I just see what I just saw like what the hell did I just see it could have been you know some sort of weird sleep paralysis I don't really know um I tried not to really think about it too much uh and uh yeah I kind of just stayed awake the entire night until my parents got home because my dad worked late and I don't know I think my stepmom got home later that day but uh it was really freaky even just talking about it now is like giving me goosebumps and uh, anyway it was it was weird uh but yeah i don't know maybe it was a shadow maybe it was just my imagination but uh yeah it was really weird all right <laughs> that's the end there so this is just a little i guess you could say oral anthology of the other sort of uh, experiences that I have had in the past. So, the first one I'm gonna talk about is, I must have been, I don't know, 13 years old, I was like 
in grade 8, 12 or 13 years old, uh, at my parents' place. And I was laying on the couch in the living room, just watching TV at, like, I don't know, an ungodly time, like 2 in the morning. Should have been in bed. Um, and the way the living room was laid out was that it was a small apartment. So it was, like, the living room connected to the kitchen, uh, which was opposite the couch. So if I just stared forward on the couch, I would see the kitchen, which then had windows into, like, a little uh, roof area. Uh, and then immediately to the left of the couch was the bathroom. And so, yeah, I was just laying on the couch watching TV. The light in the bathroom was on, just so that I could have some light since uh, the living room was dark. And it was the, the weirdest thing. I was, nothing weird was happening. I didn't, I felt completely normal. And all of a sudden, there were no windows open in the house. All of a sudden, the bathroom door, which, mind you, is at my feet, basically, just slammed shut, violently slammed shut. Like, it felt like it shook the whole house. And <laughs> immediately, like, I, I guess my lizard brain went into, like, that fight-or-flight response. I just saw it and just shot up and sprinted to my room, shut the door, locked it, went to bed. I was done with it. I did not want to mess with that. Whatever the hell happened there. I told my parents the night, or sorry, the day after, and, you know, being parents, they were like, oh, it's probably the wind or like, you know, ooh, that's kind of weird. What could it have been? I don't think they really thought it was anything besides the wind, right? Um, so that was pretty freaky. Nothing else really happened in that house. Actually, no, I'm wrong. No, okay, so, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually remember, oh, it was so, so freaky, oh god, so, that same house, or apartment, I should, should say, it was above a uh, convenience store, it had these weird, like, really old vents, um, so it was basically, like, a hole in a wall, with, like, a metal grate on it, and that was connected to both bedrooms, and that was for the heating and the air conditioning. Uh, maybe just the heating, actually, if I remember correctly. And I remember for a long time living there, my bed was sort of situated above the vent. So it was sort of blocked off. Um, but eventually we moved my bed to the window, uh, which was uh, perpendicular to the left of the vent, if that makes any sense. And I remember a couple nights uh, not being able to sleep, and I swear to God, it could have been rats, actually, now that I think about it, it probably was rats. But I swear to God, as a little kid, I was thinking, this is a There was clawing, like the sound of something scratching metal. Really I'm talking like... I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to compare it to. If you took a piece of metal and started scratching it against another piece of metal in, like, a canyon. It was loud as hell, coming straight from that vent and just echoing into my room. And I'm surprised my parents didn't wake up from it, like, and, like, come get me. Because that shit really loud. And so, yeah, that caused a couple sleepless nights in that apartment. Um, besides that, though... There was nothing else really weird in that apartment. Uh, but then we moved to the one that they're currently living in. I'm actually visiting right now. The one, uh, pardon me. The one that they're currently living in. Uh, 
It was within the first year or two uh, that they were there. I was living with them at the time. Um, I was sitting in the living room on my laptop. It was like 2 or 3 p.m. in the daytime. Totally normal. The lights were off, but the sun was coming in, you know. It was a nice, relaxing, like, summer day. Uh, no one was home. Again, it seems a lot of these things tend to happen when I'm the only one here, which is probably why I have a fear of being alone <laughs> at night. Um, and so, oh yeah, I was on my laptop doing whatever, and from the bathroom, um, which is very close to the living room, like, you could come out the bathroom door, turn left, and you're in the living room. From the bathroom... Uh, I swear to God, I heard what sounded like footsteps, as if someone had just walked out of the shower with really wet feet, and were just sort of plapping their feet along the ground, like, intentionally loud, slowly walking toward the living room. And as soon as I heard this, again, it's that flight or f fight or flight response, my ears perk up, and I just sort of stare into, like, the doorway of the living room. And as I'm hearing this, I basically decide I'm going to get the hell out of here. So I throw my laptop on the couch. I sprint out of the living room, which forces me to go past the bathroom, which I don't look in because F that. And I turn, I go into my room, lock the door, and just sort of waited until my parents got home. Um, and yeah, that was a truly terrifying experience. I didn't know really what to think about that. Um trying to think of any other things uh when i was at my mom's in she lived in london ontario maybe a year or two ago this was actually during sort of the start of the pandemic um in the winter time maybe just before actually in the winter time and uh yeah so i was there unfamiliar territory it's an old victorian house like hundreds of years old uh, and they have this really creepy, like, cellar that's just completely unfinished. And nothing happened there, like, no murders or deaths that I know of. But it's still, like, it's the basement of an old house that's unfinished. It's got, like, dirt rooms and you can see the brick. It's just creepy. There's no lights down there. And the door that comes up into the kitchen uh, from the basement is wooden. Like, it's fully wood. You can see the planks. It's all just painted white. And it's got, like, this lock, this latch. Um, and it's funny, because, like, a couple days before, my mom was kind of joking around, probably just trying to scare me, that sometimes when they would lock the latch at night, they'd get up in the morning and the latch would be unlocked, and the door would be kind of, like, partially open. And I would just be like, oh, yeah, haha, whatever. It's fine. Uh, until the day that my mom... Uh, had to go to the next town because they she liked their their vape juice more. I don't know. She she liked going on car trips basically, so she was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to this next town and get some vape juice and just like see the sights. Do you want to come?" And at that point, I was like, "No, I'll just stay here. I'll just you know go on my laptop, be a lazy couch potato." Um, and so they went. They took my little brother Marshall. Um. And so I was home alone, and I swear to God, as soon as they left the driveway, I felt just, like, this unwelcoming, like, dread creep into me. 
I, I was sitting on the couch and I sort of started looking around. I felt like I didn't belong in that space. Like there was some sort of like energy, I guess, telling me that I shouldn't be there alone. And it sounds weird to say it, but it's true. Like that's how I felt. And I, I don't even know how to say it. like what, how I was always feeling this energy without even thinking about it. My mind was kind of directing me toward that door, that basement door. And it just, oh, it just <laughs> made me super paranoid. Like I ended up just sort of being locked on that couch for, they were gone, I'd say four or five hours. It takes about an hour to get there, and then they stayed there for a bit, came back four or five hours, and by then it was getting dark, and I was just, like, sitting on the couch, locked in, I didn't even, I don't think I got up to go to the bathroom, because you'd have to go past that door to go to the bathroom, I was just freaking out, and, you know, I could say I'm, like, I'm a wimp or whatever, but it was freaky, man, I didn't want, I did not want to go past that door, um, so yeah, that's that's that. And then one last story. I know this is going on pretty long, but you know, more content, right? Um, one last story. I was at my summer camp that I worked at for two years. Um, I'm not gonna say the name because I don't know. It's not necessarily bad publicity, but like anyway, <laughs> uh, it's up in Muskoka, and again. I was alone at night. Um, basically, the way it works there is as staff, we have uh, little cabins, like two-person cabins, that, or two or three-person cabins that we share. Um, my cabin mate was gone for the week on a trip, like so we do wilderness trips with the campers. Um, so my cabin mate was gone that week, and the first night that he left. I was, the whole day I was dreading it because I know how I am when I'm alone at night. I know that I freak out, I tend to get extremely anxious, and it didn't help that my cabin was just in the middle of the woods. It was, like, all of them were, they're sort of in a circle, but mine was, I'd say, the deepest into the woods on a hill. <laughs> and so, the little window at the back of the cabin if you look out of it, it's just woods. There's nothing else. And then, like, you can kind of see the light, like, from the center of the campgrounds shining through. But other than that, it was just dark woods. And so I go in. I'm tired. I lock the door again, as I always do. Uh, crawl into bed. And just sort of, through my anxiety, I kind of just try to force myself to sleep. And I eventually did fall asleep. Uh... Until, I don't know, probably like 2 in the morning, I woke up, and it's the same sort of thing where I wake up and I'm gasping for air, I can't breathe. Uh, it could have been a panic attack, it could have been something else. I wake up, I'm gasping for air, and I'm panicking, and the only thing I can think to do is to open the door and just like leave the building and try to get some fresh air, leave the cabin. Uh, so I, I go, I unlock the door, I swing it open, I go onto like the little railing and the stairs, the little landing, I guess you can say, and I'm just standing there like gasping. I swear to God, I thought I was going to pass out and like die. <laughs> I, I like, could not breathe. And yeah, I was just, 
I finally got my breath under control and I felt really anxious to just be in the, the cabin anymore. So I closed the door and I started walking toward the center of the campground, uh, which is like this nice little uh, yard with gravel. And it's nice and open, you could see the stars. So I figured I'll go there, I'll sit there, I'll just stare at the stars and calm down. Um, so I'm sitting there for like 10 minutes, and I'm staring at the stars, I'm finally like catching my breath, I'm finally able to just be in the moment and not be freaked out. When I swear to God, I heard, it sounded, it's so weird, it sounded like a frog, basically, like sort of hopping along, like a really wet frog hopping along the ground, like as if you could hear it just like plopping its wet body. It sounds insane, I know, but it sounded like, yeah, very uh, intentional hopping of a frog, but there were no frogs around, not that I could see at least. And so I looked around, nothing there, and then that's when I started hearing footsteps as well. Mind you, this is 2 in the morning, all the sort of offices in that area are closed. Like, no one's there. And I'm hearing these footsteps and this invisible frog. And then my anxiety starts going up again. I'm like, I don't want to be out here in the darkness next to woods with no one around. And I'm hearing these, like, invisible sounds. Or these unseen sounds. And so again, got freaked out, <laughs> went back to my cabin and then just ended up falling asleep. And, you know, the rest of the week was fine after that. I didn't have any weird incidents, but um, it, it was very strange. And that's the thing that I get a lot still where I'll wake up unable to breathe, gasping for air, just like terrified out of my mind for some reason. Uh, but yeah, so that sort of wraps up all of my experiences that I've had. Uh, I could go into, like, nightmares that I've had, but I know that's not really in the spirit of paranormal experiences. So, there you go. I hope these are suitable <laughs> to use. And, uh, yeah. Peace. Alright, and that was Julian from Canada. So, thanks again, Julian from Canada. Thank you, John from Connecticut. And thank you also to the musical ghoul. Everyone said in some ghoul mail and we did an entire episode just based off of listeners emails to us and we really appreciate it and if you go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and you check out our featured ghoul mail you will find each one of these uh, on the website so if you'd like to become a brave the basement ghoul be sure to share this show on social media Go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share, you could reach us at bravethebasement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. You can also submit your story on Reddit under the subreddit Brave the Basement or in the YouTube comment section. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you were up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Ghoul That Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. And uh, we hope you join us again. Until next time.